What is up, everyone? Thank you so much for joining me today on the Venue RX podcast. I am excited about the content that we're going to be covering today because uh, we are talking about something a little bit different. It's a little bit outside of the normal tactics and strategies that we cover for marketing, uh, maybe tax tips, um, some of the different things that we cover here on the Venue RX. And obviously, we're the Venue RX. We're talking to venues, but we are also we're talking to so many different incredible vendors here in our industry. And today, we're going to be speaking with someone who has an expertise and who works with people around clarifying the difference between coaching and mentorship and giving advice. And so I am so excited to welcome to the show, Lynn Resnick. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited too. And like I was saying, uh, you know, in the intro there, I don't really think that we've covered any thing like this. And I think there may be a lot of confusion out in the market, um, you know, as wedding and event pros. And I think just business owners in general, as soon as you get started, it's kind of like, we know we need help. We know we need some mentorship. We know we need coaching possibly, but then there's all this content on YouTube and there's our friends and there's maybe someone we know who started a course or something. And so there's a lot of maybe confusion around it. And so I'm excited to kind of uh, work with you to help dispel some of that and provide clarity around this topic. Yes, me too. And I, I actually was an educator as a previous career. I taught high school for 10 years before becoming a photographer and getting into the industry. And so coming from a background in education, getting into this industry was like, but wait, <laughs> how do I get started? Like, where do I go? What do you mean? There's not a class I can take or, you know, those things that are just like really easily and like certifiable that you can know you're getting like trusted content or like people, you know, you can go to. I think the industry has changed a lot even since 2012 when I got into it, but, and become a lot more open. So changed in a lot of ways for the better, but there are still just so many question marks. And, and if anything, now there's just so much more to wade through because there is so much, like you said, out there. So I'm happy to be able to dig into this and also promote and hopefully like support the idea that we should all be, once we get to that certain point, giving advice and maybe thinking about mentorship and giving back to the industry in some way. I love that. Lynn, you mentioned a little bit about your background and I'm passionate about origin stories and really unpacking, you know, where you came from, how you started this, give us, uh, you know, the listeners, everyone on YouTube and, and listening on podcasts, a peek into your professional journey and what brought you now to doing what you do today. Sure. So like I said, I, I went to school for, um, history and education. I became a high school history teacher in Hartford, Connecticut. I taught for 10 years and got married in 2008 to my college sweetheart. And so that was like eye-opening for what photography had become, the way that the craft had evolved, because I only really had my parents' photos to go by, you know, before, hadn't been staying up on the industry. So it was really cool to just see how the craft itself had evolved um, and got really passionate and interested in it from there. Let me ask a question about that really quick. How did you... Um... How did you go from, was it around the time that you got married that you really were kind of exposed to photography or is this a passion or an interest or something that you had done prior to, uh, or maybe even simultaneously to when you were an educator? 
So it was absolutely my wedding. I was one of those people who got married and was like, I love this industry. I love this idea, right, of photography. Um, I took all of the art classes in high school. So it wasn't like I had no background in art, but they didn't offer a photography class. So I never had taken a photography lesson or class in my life, uh, but had always just like this love for the visual arts and a passion for it, put it on hold to go to school, like in college, just didn't have time for it with everything else, you know, couldn't fit in those art classes there. Um, so when we were looking for photographers for our wedding and I kind of got to discover what photography really was, what wedding photography really entailed, started to really be more interested in it and bought my first DSLR camera shortly after we got married. And I, part of the reason I'm so um, passionate about this particular topic is that my wedding photographer became my mentor. So she was local, lived in the same town, and she took me on. I went to 15 or 20 weddings with her as a third um, photographer and an assistant. I worked in her studio over the summer and got to learn like the business side of contracts and all these things. But she gave me this really wonderful grace at the start, which was to tell me, and it seems maybe like rude, but it was like the perfect thing. She was like, I don't need your photos. So if none of them come out, I don't care. <laughs> and it just like took all the weight and the pressure off, which you just so rarely get in, in the wedding industry. It's someone's special day, but I got to learn and fail and try new things and ask her questions all throughout my first, you know, season before I ever started taking on couples of my own or, you know, doing things like that. So that was how I got into it. And I wouldn't be able to have like built the business I have or gotten to where I was today as quickly without somebody taking the time to mentor and to support me and welcome me into the industry. Cause I was coming from something completely unrelated. So I, I, yeah, I did it as a side hustle for a long time and then went full time in 2017. Okay. Awesome. And so you stepped away from being an educator you know, the history, some of the stuff that you were doing and you moved into this. Okay. Awesome. What an amazing yeah. way for that photographer to give back to the industry and create opportunities for you. I mean, that, that really sounds incredible because she kind of gave you this safe space to fail, to try new exactly. things out. And that is, that is awesome. And I think that's a great lesson for anyone listening or, or watching that, you know, find partner up with somebody, find somebody that you can provide value to even a little bit of value and find someone who's willing to kind of invest in you and, you know, talk with you and share with you and challenge you and help you grow. And I, I love that. That's really inspiring, Lynn. Um, okay. So, so very cool. So you go, you take it from kind of this side hustle hobby to being more like your, your main source of income. And you have this business here. You said that's in 2017. Yes. Okay. Awesome. At what point did you see the need for a new type of education, right? It's, it's different, but you know, it's not history maybe, but it's now education in, in our space. At what point did you make that transition and recognize that this was a need? Yeah. So that was a point for me where going full-time actually helped me do that because I now had bandwidth and mm -hmm being in a classroom um, and, and kind of working another full-time job, just I never had the bandwidth to network, never mind, think about actually mentoring or doing other things. So soon after going full-time, there's always like so much to do in your business, but it just allowed me just more time to actually think about what that might look like. And um, I very quickly grew to miss education and teaching and being able to like, 
form relationships and positively support and cheerlead other people. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. And so I didn't leave the classroom because I didn't like teaching. It was just a new passion that took over and helped me to transition into my next career. Okay. So being able to weave mentorship and support back in pretty early on, I started doing workshops um, for flat lay photography and dipping my toes into like live local workshops. I've now designed my first course, but um, mentorship is one of the things I'm super passionate about because it is this fostering of a longer term relationship with a person to really help and support and guide them. And it feels like I get to pay it forward every time I do that now because I was the recipient of that and benefited so much. And I love being able to actually do that for new people coming up in the industry. I, I love that. That's so cool. Well, and let's jump right into that because that's really what we're going to be talking about today. And um, Lynn, can you just start off by giving us some definitions? Because I think even in the intro, what I was saying, I'm tossing around all of these words, mentorship, coaching, advice, like we're, we're talking about all these different terms and I don't think that there's clarity around it. So can you just kind of set us straight right from the get-go and, and kind of provide some definitions for what some of these different terms mean and maybe their applications? Absolutely. There are some basic differences I think that are important to note. So first is mentorship. And this is one I I hear probably the most often in the industry when we talk about supporting other people. And I think is can often be the most misunderstood or misused. Mentorship really is about a longer term relationship. It's ongoing support in fostering not only a a relationship that allows for like the back and forth and questions to happen, but allows for growth over, over time. Um, So a three hour, you know, session that you might be offering to support somebody or let them, you know, quote, pick your brain, everybody's favorite (laughs) phrase. uh, That is really helpful, but I wouldn't think that that qualifies. I don't think that qualifies as mentoring. That's like a one hit kind of a thing where you're giving a lot of advice So advice being, this is how I've done it. This is, these are the resources I can point you to. Here are things that have worked for me. Here are some solid things that you should try or do um, in your business, right? Answering all those questions from that personal perspective. Here's all the things I could tell you that I think are going to help you move forward. Uh, Coaching is a third thing completely and something that I think certified coaches would be uh, excited to know that we're clarifying for them too. I I work with a coach and she's uh, really passionate about this, that this is a different thing on its own. Coaches do or can get certified, number one. So something to know that there is actually training around coaching. Um, And the other thing is that coaching where advice is more, here's how I've done it. Let me tell, like take you along. Coaching is about getting that person that's being coached to their their goals and to clarifying their vision um, and helping them by asking a lot of guiding questions and being a support. But it's not about saying, here's how I did it. Here's how I think you should do it. It's helping that person being coached come to those, come to that clarity on their own with some guidance. Mm, understood. Let me ask you a couple clarifying questions so that I make sure I'm understanding this too, because this is great. I'm I'm excited about this. Advice sounds almost more like um, like a shot you would get or like a vitamin that you would take or something like that to kind of give you some maybe targeted advice on one specific topic, but it's kind of like this piecemeal thing. Is Am I hearing that correctly? Where yeah, I like to think of it that way. Yeah. 
Okay. So mentorship and, and coaching is more ongoing long-term. And it sounds like the difference between the mentorship and the coaching is coaching is more where you have kind of this plan, like a diet or a fitness plan or anything like that. And then the mentorship is more like giving consistent advice over a long period of time based on someone else's experience. Am I hearing those definitions correctly? Yeah, absolutely. That, that is a really great way of kind of separating them out. Um, and for coaching, you might not have a plan, but you have some sort of end goals in mind and that coach is going to help you get to those goals, uh, you know, or clarify those goals, those kinds of things, but you're really driving your, your sessions in a lot of ways, a good coach is going to be able to guide you and prompt you and offer that support. Um, through questions a lot of the time and, and offering alternative ideas or be, you know, probing, but mentorship is kind of that extended advice giving, if you will, it's, it's learning, you know, and saying a lot of that, well, here's how I would do it, or here's what worked for me. Um, here's what I've learned. If you think about even a lot of the, like workshops that you might do, uh, that's just a lot of like those advice sessions on various topics all bundled together for you into one great workshop. Right. So, um, that's a great, that's a great point there. And, and that leads me to the next question, which is what should we, what should we be paying for? Actually, before we talk about pay, because I think that that's, that's really important. And I want to dive into like kind of the financial commitment side of this, this world, who needs coaching, who needs mentorship, who needs advice? Like if someone's listening to this right now and they're maybe considering they, maybe they know they need help, right? They maybe Googled something. They're here on this podcast. They found this conversation that we're talking uh, through right now. And whether it's on Spotify or iTunes or YouTube, wherever it is, right? They're, they're trying to learn. When, at what point would you give someone the advice that, hey, you should start working with a coach or you should start working with a mentor or no, this is just more of an advice type thing. Find someone in your market who can help you. What, what is that? kind of test that maybe you would, you would give to people. So for advice first, cause that is more of that like narrow hit or one-time thing. I think that's great. A lot of times people offer, you know, individual sessions, a one hour to three hour kind of a session where you can ask all your questions and get some things out. You, a lot of times around a single area or maybe just a few focused areas. Um, so if you have some things that you feel like I'm pretty good about, but there's this one thing in my business, I really, I really just wish I could ask somebody these questions. That's a great time to seek that advice, I think. And um, for mentoring and coaching, those longer term ones, you can look at it as where, where if you're starting and you really just want to be able to uh, learn a lot. There's a lot to soak up and you're, you're just getting your feet wet. That's a great opportunity to invest in one of those longer term relationships with a mentor or a coach. Uh, the other one would be like up leveling. You want to go to the next, you know, the next tier in your business. You're ready to, you know, make more money, take on more clients, or maybe you're pivoting and you want to be able to transition your business to a new set of goals those kinds of transition periods are going to be great for helping you do that, um, for help, you know, co for help coaching and mentorship to help you do that. That said, I also think that we could all probably benefit from long-term support uh, more than we might think or give credit to. I've been working with a coach for uh, maybe four years now, and we have monthly calls and she's been incredible. I've done a lot of transitioning during that time. I've moved, I've you know, started to pivot into education more, doing all these things. But 
um, there's like no end in sight for me feeling like I need the just clarity and support I get from our conversations together as she really pushes me to think more deeply about the goals I'm setting and why, and to, you know, work through my business and life with intention. Mm-hmm. So it, don't, it doesn't have to end when a transition ends, but I think those are some great places where you might start to seek it. Absolutely. Do you feel, and I, I love this conversation because I'm getting a lot of clarity myself around these. And so just thinking, you know, a, a selfish question here, do you think it's good for someone to have both maybe simultaneously people in their network that are a mentor, someone who's a coach, someone who is able to give them advice on different things because the, they operate in different spheres and they have different roles. Like maybe the mentor is more focused on almost like your, your mindset and your daily, like, like how are you doing, doing in like a circumspect way? Uh, Whereas the coach is focused maybe on SEO or like you said, pivoting into a different industry or focus or leveling up or any of those things. Do you think there's room for a wide variety or should someone focus on having a coach or a mentor or is it or, or is it and? I love this question. And actually it's perfect because I would have flipped what you just said. So that's another, I think, important element to clarify the differences in the roles here. A mentor is going to be somebody who's in your same industry and can give that like craft specific for me. It would be another photographer that I'm looking up to and want to learn from. A coach doesn't need to be in your industry. A coach is somebody who can, you know, is certified as a coach and can then ask those questions, do that probing and provide that support and guidance for you from outside of that. And is beneficial in a lot of ways because they're outside of it. And so they're bringing a unique perspective to bear as they're trying to guide you and support you along your own, you know, path and your own goals. Um, And so that being said, I absolutely think that you can have both and should consider both and as your, you know, and more than one. I don't think it has to be an either or at all. They can serve different purposes for sure in helping you, you know, balance life in general and life goals, not just business goals, as well as growing your business and, you know, finding ways to like sustain and to thrive. Mm. That is a perfect segue into talking about the cost because I think we've established, you know, that, you know, coaches, the difference between coaches and mentorship. And then also that we, someone can have both. Um, is there just from a very basic perspective, is there an amount of money that you would counsel people to start off being willing to invest in themselves, whether they start with mentorship or coaching or, consulting sessions where it's an hour or two, you know, is there a kind of benchmark that you'd say, Hey, everyone, whether you're in this industry or you're in the product e-com space, or whether you're in a service business is unrelated to wedding and weddings and events, there's, you know, you should invest 300 or $500 a month or a hundred dollars a month. Is there a benchmark starting place uh, for this or does it really depend? Ooh, so the number I think is tough just because everyone's budget is going to look so different for themselves and what you, what you can put into your business and whether you're, you know, full time or you, you have that side hustle or, um, what your overhead costs are like, all of those things are just so different. I wouldn't want to say like, you need $500 a month to find a great coach. Um, that's not necessarily true. And coaches and mentors are going to 
charge all over the map too for their services. Everyone that's part of the this industry, right? Looking at photographers or even what venues charge for their services for an event to be held in their space. Like they run the gamut from, you know, a thousand dollars to like $20,000 or beyond whatever those things are. So it can be really hard to narrow down on that specific number. Um, I do think that for all the free stuff that's out there in terms of the Facebook groups and the free guides you can download and all the YouTube things that you can watch and all the podcasts you can listen to, which are so chock full of great information, I think. Um, at some point, if you really want to move the needle dramatically in your business, you do want to take that step into investing, but you have to decide what's right for you and what that number is and looks like. And most likely you can find somebody who can work with you in that range um, that you're willing to invest. And it's going to, it's just going to be different for everybody. I know that's, that is I'm evading the question a little no, bit, but I think it's no, just too hard to nail down a number. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great answer because I think that, I mean, I've kind of left it wide open, but um, I'm glad you mentioned the, the free stuff and the podcasts because there is so much information and, and you alluded to this, you know, earlier on in the conversation, I feel like more than ever before, you know, 2005, six, seven, eight, like there weren't a lot of resources for education. You kind of spoke with people in your market. And there were, of course, like folks like Tony Robbins out there that everyone knew focused on personal development, but inter industry, there really wasn't a lot of coaches available on a micro scale, you know, zoning in on certain areas. And now, I mean, it's, it's awesome. There are podcasts like this one. There are incredible podcasts with other, um, you know, people in the industry who are producing this content, talking to experts like yourself, and this is all available for free. So now the, the game has changed a little bit. It's not trying to search for the content. It's now trying to figure out what content you should listen to. Um, are there some litmus tests that you would give people to help them understand if the coach or mentor um, or business consultant is, is giving them good advice. Like with all that that we just talked about and all the choices there are out there, if someone's considering hiring somebody or not, are there a couple of things that you would counsel them to look out for to maybe help them not hire or hire someone who's going to be speaking into their life and business in this way? Oh, this is another great question. Yeah, I think one of the things is to just start with, if it's going to be a long-term relationship, we're talking about mentorship or coaching, things like that, where it's not just this one time, it becomes that much more important to make sure that you you click and that the approach that that mentor or coach takes is one that you'll be receptive to and that you actually like. So having a discovery call or an interview with that person, don't be scared to ask for time to really ask questions about what approach they take. Make sure your personalities click. You're coming from the same place in terms of the services and the support that you want um, and the way that you want that to happen. Mm -hmm. And and then also asking for referrals or recommendations. Social proof is important and you'll find that on I think experienced coaches and mentors websites, you'll find people who are, you know, they'll share quotes about people who have had the needle moved because of the the work they've done with this person. Right. Um, So look for those reviews, but then also don't be um, afraid or shy about asking for, you know, a personal referral or somebody that you could just talk to about their experience. 
if they have, you know, having those people is, is an important part of their business and they should be able to speak to somebody, you know, you should be able to speak to somebody who they've worked with well and can share a little bit more about what that process looks like from your side of it. So not just hearing from that coach, but what was it like to be coached by them or what was it like to be mentored and supported by them? Um, So I think those are some great places to start. (laughs) Yeah. That's super valuable. That's super, super valuable advice because I know myself looking out at all the different coaching options and, you know, some of the different courses and things that I've looked into, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to sift through it all. And it's hard to even compare apples to apples sometimes, you know, because different people are offering different things. So those are some great, that's some great tactical advice. Um, I want to go back to the pricing question really quick here, because I've seen pricing personally all over the map with as far as like investments into this anywhere from, like you said, you know, $20,000 to, you know, kind of freemium content that it's like a free download. And then there's, you know, a $10, $20 upsell on something that's going to add additional value. And obviously there's so much in between there, but is there for you any sort of rule of thumb or expectation that you have when you're looking for paying for something, is there like some sort of uh, income multiplier or like, how do you assign a value, a monetary value to the transformation that's being promised? Is there some sort of way that, that you look at this, uh, this topic? Well, one of the things actually that I look for as a, maybe a red flag here is those promises for what might seem like too good to be true. Like, six figures in six months or um, the first page of Google and SEO, like guaranteed, right? Just follow this program. Like don't multiply that talents. How many people are downloading that? Or, you know, you're are working with that person. Like there's no way they can guarantee you that. I just don't think that's a thing. Um, but those kinds of maybe over the top, like things that are getting promised that feel a little unrealistic or too good to be true. I would just do some more research and be cautious there. It may just be a misguided sales tactic, but the program itself is still really strong. Yeah. But you want to be careful of those because if you're thinking that you're going to go into it, like results will vary. That's like the bottom line uh, for everyone. And there are a lot of factors that got that person to that place. It might be more, you know, um, genuine to say like, I'm sharing the exact way that I got to six figures in six months. (laughs) That maybe sounds less flashy than six figures in six months. Like you can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those are the, like, that's, I think one thing to just look for, just be careful of like those over promises. Um, And then in terms of, you know, the money itself, again, I think you'll see a lot of like the tested and, the tested courses, the things that have been around for a little while, um, the mentor, those programs are probably going to be into the, you know, few hundred to 500. I think there's a lot of really powerful courses that you can find or education that you can find that's going to be between like two and seven. And then there are some really rich courses, like amazing courses um, that will go beyond that and have been tried and true. One person I think of that I think has even a a higher ticket price, but has proven to be worth it from everybody who like raves about her is Amy Porterfield. Mm. She has really great courses out there. She's had 
thousands of students find success and she's charging because, you know, the proof is in the pudding there. And she has so much, you know, to go by on that. Um, and I think that there are going to be a lot of people in between like her and that free stuff that are going to fall in those few hundred dollar range. <laughs> totally. That's, that's great advice. I think this really sets a precedent for folks as they're creating an expectation of what they can spend if they're starting their search. Um, I love that. Lynn, I want to pivot a little bit and I want to talk about I want to talk to the wedding or event professional right now who maybe has a lot of experience in their industry. In fact, I, my wife and I ran a uh, staffing business for about eight years prior to running the venue business that we do now, as well as the podcasts and different, different projects that we're working on right now. And um, it's interesting because I would talk to so many incredible coordinators as a result of doing this business. And we would talk with venue owners and we would talk to all these all these people in the industry because we were doing staffing. And one of the things that I heard multiple times was, I feel like I have so much experience, 10, 20 years experience in this industry. And I feel like I could really share my advice, but I don't know where to start. I don't necessarily know if I feel comfortable on camera. I don't, do I have to get on camera? Do I have to start a podcast? Do I have, like, there's a lot of questions. And so if there is someone listening to this right now or watching on YouTube who says, I have been in this industry for a while. I feel like I have value. I feel like I could be a mentor. I could be a coach. I could be, uh, you know, uh, you know, provide advice and provide some sort of business consultant program. Can you, can we give some advice and kind of chat to those, those folks, where should someone start if they feel like, you know, their passion, maybe let's talk to a coordinator or even a photographer, where should someone start who feels the urge and the calling and the interest level to start doing some sort of coaching or, or mentorship, maybe in an, even a more formal way? Yeah. So for those kind of advising sessions that you want to either get paid for to share your advice or just want to do for free, I mean, the that pay question, it doesn't always have to be how much it could just be for free. Like, and I think that's a great place to start. Talk about it on your website, talk about it on social media, like put it out there that you're looking for people who are interested in like you, you want to do an hour session and just give it a try getting your feet wet and seeing how it goes, I think is important. Um, at least for that, like advising piece and, and offering it for free to start just to, if you're forming a mentorship program, for example, it's a great opportunity to like find somebody who wants to commit and, you know, just put the, put the call out, ask your friends to spread the word in the industry, like that you're doing this thing and that you'd like to find somebody to, to work with and support. Um, and you'll be surprised. I mean, especially if you're doing it for free, people will, will run to that opportunity because it's hard to find, you know, those opportunities. There aren't that many people who are offering really great advice um, or mentorship and long-term support for free. So trying it that way, I think is a great, a great way to start. And just getting that word out on social media is a great way to, to get the, you know, to find your person initially. I will say that for the longer term things too, um, I actually do, I, I have a mentee. I've had once every, for the last three years, I've taken on a mentee and I do it for free on purpose. I, um, I really want to find the, those people who are just trying to break into the industry and kind of don't know where to start or don't know how to do it, don't know how to get into weddings. Maybe they've been doing photography for a while, but they want to transition. And so it's a really particular target market for me of 
like the person who's going to be the right fit for this. And I want a year commitment. I want to work with them all year. So they're going to come on at least 10 weddings with me. And we're going to have quarterly two hour, you know, support or advise advising sessions that happen so that all those questions you didn't have time for at weddings, we can actually dig into more. We can get into the business side of things and they come along as an assistant and a third shooter. So they're building their portfolio as they go as well. So there's a lot of benefit that they have, but now I also have an assistant with me that I get to rely on on a wedding day that helps me serve my couples better and makes it run more smoothly. So for me, even though I'm not getting any money for that and that person's not getting money, we're exchanging services um, and education and really being able to support each other. So I, I like to do that with one person a year and, you know, hopefully plan to do that for the rest of my career to just be able to really pour into and support that one person. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, With a longer commitment though, I do ask, I actually put together a little job description for myself. I post it on my website. I share it all over social. I get all my friends to like share that I'm doing it and refer people to it, but I ask for a cover letter and a resume because I want a little bit more effort put in to acknowledge that this is a long-term commitment and it's not just a one-hour session or something that like you get you can flake on partway through that there is a commitment there and then I have a contract that we sign together about what we're exchanging even though it's not money what are each what is what are the commitments each person is making to the other over the course of that year so we're setting really clear expectations up front about that and having just that little extra thing, it's not normal. I don't think that you'd have to do this for, you know, finding a mentor necessarily, but um, because I do it for a year, I really want that person to be committed. And that little extra step of a cover letter and resume helps to self-select some really great candidates for me as options. Absolutely. Uh, Well, first, I just think it's admirable that you're doing this and providing this as a service because someone just like your life was made better by being able to work with your mentor who kind of allowed you that that safe space to fail and encouraged you you're doing this now and you're kind of paying it forward so i totally love that um i have a question though about this how often do you find that the problems that you're helping your mentee work through or the um maybe the issues that you're tackling are not related to photography and maybe even not related to business, but related to some area of life as it intersects business and, and handling that maybe multitasking, maybe someone has a family and like, how do I, what's work-life balance look like? And like some of these other things that maybe aren't directly related to photography as a craft, but more related to like business mindset, things like that. How often are you encountering that? Those things definitely come up, not on wedding days, so that, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good, not a great yeah. Place. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh, not a great place for that. Uh, but certainly in those advising sessions that we do quarterly, sometimes, you know, those things will come up. And, and a lot of times it's more about juggling all of the balls that we have as small business owners. Mm-hmm. And you know, being a mom, my, my last mentee as a mom of two girls and, you know, with the pandemic and teaching, you know, having to become like a school teacher at home and having your kids home all the time and like doing all those things on top of it, it made for a really interesting, you know, year for her trying to balance all of those roles and all of those things. Um, and we're, we're all dealing with that. So those things certainly come in. Uh, and I don't shy away from at least at the very least, just being able to like, listen and hear the, those 
frustrations out because I think a lot of times people just need to be able to talk about it and feel like they're not alone. And I can certainly relate to those things. And one of the most valuable things I think I can convey to my mentees is that a lot of those either insecurities or frustrations or hard time juggling things, like they never go away. <laughs> they shift, they maybe look a little different, but they don't just go away completely. It's not like you reach a point in your career where you stop having imposter syndrome or every client is a perfect client or, you know, those kinds of things that just like doesn't happen. Um, and so being able to show them that, you know, you can, you know, climb this ladder or make these improvements, grow your business, but we're also, it's still going to be real life and you're still going to have those challenges and we can, you know, face them together. Awesome. Uh, you mentioned imposter syndrome and I want to wrap up with a conversation around that. And I'm also excited because you, said that you have a exciting freebie that we're going to be putting in the link uh, on YouTube and also in the link on podcast. So I want to cover that. So if you're listening, you got to uh, hang out, hang out for that and check the description on YouTube or, or some of the links uh, on iTunes or Spotify, because Lynn has an awesome download to kind of help you uh, in making some of these decisions around coaches or mentors. But um, Lynn, I want to ask about the imposter syndrome, because, you know, we're, if we're talking here to business owners who might want to take that step, a photographer who's experienced, who's been doing it for a while, or a coordinator or whatever the, the industry uh, or trade is, um, how do you know when you're ready? Like, how do you know? Because you said that about imposter syndrome, that it never goes away. You know, I can see somebody maybe who doesn't have the confidence to like put their foot out there and like really start making their voice heard. Um, but they do have the experience. And so what, what kind of guidance could you give to somebody like that, who in one frame of mind feels really, really excited and, and wants to do this, but then on the other side, maybe on a bad day is like, you know, the negative voice, that negative voice is going on inside their head saying, uh, well, there are people who've done it better, or there's already someone in my space doing this, or, you know, the advice that I'm giving is not necessarily groundbreaking or, you know, some of these like negative thoughts that can really cloud people's heads. What, what do you do with, with that? We all go through that, right? I'm not alone in this. This is like a thing we all share. Yeah. <laughs> right. So first of all, is knowing we all go through that. We all have those moments. One of the things actually from when I was back when I was teaching that I've carried with me is when, whenever you're teaching a new course for the first time or, you know, as a first year teacher, everything's new. You can get really stressed out about, you know, planning and staying ahead of the kids and all those things. And literally the, my, the advice somebody gave me was you just have to be a day ahead of your students. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if worse comes to worse, you just have to be a day ahead of your students. They're never going to know the difference. And as long as you're a day ahead, you're going to be fine. And I think that we have to put some stuff in perspective for ourselves. If you've been in this industry for 10 years or five years even, and you, you have a successful business, you're, you're still doing it, you have something to offer. And you're gonna be way more than just a day ahead of somebody who's trying to get into the industry or somebody who's just growing for the first time. You don't have to have all the answers. You should absolutely come with some humility about the fact that you've not tried all the things, you've not faced or conquered every mountain, 
but you can talk from your own perspective about, you know, where you've been and how you got to where you are and have some great advice to share, even if it's just, you know, the things that you did wrong. So you can help somebody avoid making those same mistakes. We all have those experiences we can share. So find a way to do it and approach it that feels, you know, authentic to you. And it doesn't feel like you're making that over promise of a thing that you can't deliver on. Um, but if you can come from a place of, I know I have something to share because I've I've done this for long enough, right? Um, you're you're going to find people who are going to be so excited and so receptive to it because we don't have enough people mentoring in this industry for all of the the you know paid education that's out there and all of those great things. We don't have enough people who are just willing to give generously of themselves and their knowledge. And so, if you can become that person, I encourage you to do it. I love it. I love it. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing with us your experience and, you know, the advice. I think you've given a lot of really great, actionable, tactical advice. And we're really big on that, you know, here providing people with that prescription, you know, the whole RX thing um, around the reality of business in this industry. And so I, I love that. And I appreciate you taking the time today. If you um, want, you know, if other people want to connect with you, if people are listening to this and they're excited about connecting with you later on either getting tips on how to become a mentor or a coach or on the other side of things, you know, selecting somebody and just have questions and want to connect with you, where should people uh, connect with you? Yeah. So I am at lynnresnickphotography.com or lynnresnickphoto on Instagram and uh, have a page there about the course that I've mentioned before, as well as some, you know, free resources and some things there. So you'll find the photography business there. You'll also find some information about um, the speaking that I've done and some of the other, you know, educational materials that I have there. Awesome. And then what is this, this free download? Cause I'm excited about this. I know people are going to, to want to go to your website and snap this up. Um, what, what is the free download that you've so generously offered to provide uh, for listeners here? This freebie is a mentorship quick start bundle. That's what I'm calling it. I love and it. inside, basically, you'll find um, a, sam- the jo- a sample job description that I use to actually search out my own mentees. Uh, so how do I like post that? And what do I say in there? What are some of the things I'm looking for? The qualities I'm looking for? It has a sample contract in there so that you can get set up for success. Uh, as well as some additional things about, you know, how you might structure it and what to think about as you're as you're getting this set up for yourself. So that has kind of all the things you need to get a mentorship program off the ground. Awesome. So this is for somebody who is wanting to get into mentoring somebody. So this is someone who has experience, but they're just at the beginning of that journey. Lynn, I love that. That is that's such a good um resource to provide people and you're providing for free. So, so I love that you guys have to go uh, to the link. Uh, We'll put that down next to Lynn's website and you'll have to go check that out. But yeah, Lynn, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to check out the download myself and to uh, look more at the content that you're, you're putting out. So thank you for everything you're doing for our industry. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right. Bye everyone. 